0: Go. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council podcast. You got me solo today, and I'm amped to, to dive through what I'm going to talk about today, um, something that's just been on my heart for Man, a few weeks. Um, I think I've made mention of this over some some podcasts over the last couple weeks of of what I was gonna uh, go into, and uh, the title of this thing here that that I'm calling this is "Ignorance is Not Bliss." Okay, because we've all, we've all heard the the saying "Ignorance is Bliss," right? And while I understand like the the idea behind that of essentially like what you don't know can't hurt you. And that may be true for for some situations. Like I I pulled up some some things that I thought might be true uh, in which this would this would, you know, where when is ignorance actually bliss? What is it? What is it good for And I could I, I could justify it to an extent, right? For somebody who's like super paranoid about something, I I pulled this up, uh, and if you do get paranoid about things, maybe hit mute for the next 30 seconds, but one in 15,300 people, okay? So call it one in 15,000 people, that is the odds um, of getting struck by lightning in the US during your lifetime, okay? One in 15,000, on average, 270 people in the US are struck per year only about 10% of that number actually die, though. Um, ignorance is probably bliss, I guess, if you didn't know that, right? Or here, here's another one. The odds of dying in a plane crash are about one in 11 million. One in 11 million, thank God. I fly a lot. I'm on a plane usually two to four times a week. Um, so the odds of dying are one in 11 million, but the chances of surviving actually depend on your seat choice, An an aviation expert reveals that a 44% fatality rate for travelers uh, sitting in the aisle seats, so in the the middle of the aircraft, compared to a 28% fatality rate for those sitting in the central rear seats. All right, little info you don't need to know. Most people don't need to know this crap. Um, So ignorance might be bliss when, when these type of stats and things come into play, but At the end of the day, not all ignorance is bliss, and I would argue the fact that ignorance is not bliss. Uh, Lots of references in in the Bible regarding uh, obtaining knowledge and and certainly wisdom. Of course, I'm going to dive into that a little bit today, but the heart behind this little message here, podcast of, of what I'm discussing as kingdom entrepreneurs, right? As, as followers, as, as, as disciples of Jesus, we should not be ignorant about truth. Okay. We, since we have the Bible that reveals all of this truth to us in the fact that There is so many resources available to us today in 2023 when I'm actually recording this. There really isn't any excuse. There shouldn't be any excuse for us to not know truth. Now, I'm going (laughs) to unpack that a little bit more for you guys but I'm gonna share a couple more stats with you uh, that I found very troubling um, but also just uh, you know kind of backs up what I'm talking about when it comes to ignorance in the Bible now this was a survey done this is probably oh, I think about 15 years ago or so when this was actually done there was 641 adults that were asked questions about the Bible okay now these are self Professed Christian adults. Okay, I don't know what congregation or what what church this would have been a part of, uh, but 641 of them. Among them, okay, only Christians here. 61% knew that the Book of Jonah was in the Bible. 39% thought that that it was not. Okay, and then when asked uh, whether there is a book of Thomas in the Bible, twenty-two percent answered yes, and thirteen percent, thirteen percent, simply said they didn't know that there was that that if there was a book of Thomas in the Bible. Here's here's some also interesting, not just regarding books of the Bible, but references to scripture. I've I've heard this thing referenced a lot. One of the questions was. Is there a verse in the Bible that says God helps those who help themselves? How many of you listen to this right now actually have heard probably a fellow believer or or friend that that has just quoted that acting like that was scripture, like that was truth. Forty two percent of these people thought, yes, that was an actual scripture in the Bible. I'm telling you here. Hear it now, guys. That is not Biblical. God does not help those who help themselves. Now, there may be some underlying truths to, to, to that, and we could unpack that a little bit more. I'm not going to right now, um, but only 38% of the people said were actually correct on this. Again, of the 641 that were actually surveyed, I did look this up. I think it was Ben Franklin who actually did quote that. Benjamin Franklin. I don't know if he was the original, but he's like an OG that has a lot of good quotes. So um, that was one of the things that he said, not Jesus. And that is isn't scripture. Okay, so why am I saying all this back to what I mentioned before? We have no excuse to not know truth, especially in today's world. And all the more reason why we should know truth is because of what's going on in the world today. Right. We have we have so many resources available to you. I guarantee you every single one of you, you you've got a phone, uh, right? You can download the Bible app. There's lots of versions of these. You can you can download daily devotionals. You can download, um, uh, you know, ask goes uh, through the word every single day where she spends time reading the Bible, she spends time listening to the Bible and meditating on it. And it's just, it's become part of her, her daily regimen, her rhythm of life. Right. And I do want to even just mention like partly why I'm, I'm, Talking about this on this episode is I don't want to get into religion, right? Where religion is like you just become accustomed to doing these acts and these things because we're told to do so, uh, even though there, there's no fruit or anything in those. This is about understanding truth, seeking truth, uh, and and continually going deeper with our Creator, diving into a, an intimate relationship with Him, and why I believe, especially now that this is so so stinking important now, is because of what's going on in the world. We can get overwhelmed. I, I, I'm guilty of this you know, quite often. Sometimes I'm, I'm calling up uh, different mentors or uh, a pastor and just like, man, how do I stay encouraged with all the crap that's going on in the world? Like, how, and, cause I want to do something about it. And, and you listening to this as an entrepreneur, you're, you're probably in the same boat where it's like, it's not enough to just know it's not enough to, to be aware of things, but what can we do about it? Right. What is becoming normal in society or, or cultural norms, um, or even politics if, if you dive into that. And by the way, on that, I've always like, I've, I've never really loved politics, right but i i'm starting to become more aware of it because i believe it is partly our responsibility as followers of jesus christ Okay? And, and a lot of people will say uh, you know separation of, of church and state and you can't mix politics in in the church yes you can and we've actually should this is part of our responsibility now it's not the 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 church accepting into politics it's the other way around we are the ones that are to be the difference makers we are the ones that are are called to excellence and it starts and ends with the church not with some political, uh, uh a party or some political person, uh, but it starts and ends with the church. Okay. I, not the point of what I'm, what I want to cover in this, but I want to just understand that we as believers, it is our responsibility to participate in what is going on in the world, not partic- not being a part of the world, right? We are here, but we aren't a pub- We are, we are kingdom citizens, right? We are ambassadors for Christ, and it's our duty to stand up for what is right, to stand up for truth. And as kingdom entrepreneurs, you get to do this in your business, you get to do this in your home life, and in, in in your family and how you're leading them, and 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 partly at, for those that are of influence, right? Whether you're uh, and f- by the way, we are all of influence. Okay, people are looking to us in some fashion. Whether you're you're running a company, uh, or you're a, a student in in college, uh, if you're a parent, you you people are looking to you and how you lead. And partly why I, I wanted to I, this is this has been on my heart. This message here that that I'm I'm referring to has been on my heart. But a couple days ago, I was on an airplane. And I got a message from a buddy um, who I won't name, but we were talking, uh, Ash and I were over at their house a couple months ago and we were talking about uh, just Christian worship bands. And I mean, kind of, we were somewhat talking about the wokeness uh, and really the deconstructionism that has actually taken place uh, in the Christian community, right? And, and people just looking to Jesus, not as Lord of their life, but as like savior. And they, they, they think they're just swimming in and out of this thing called grace because they get to, because God is love, right? He loves us. And, and therefore we can do what we want in this twisted understanding of what it actually means to be a disciple, to be a follower of Jesus, I think has the enemy's done an incredible job. And I, I I hate even saying that, but he's he's done what he's always done from the beginning of time, and that is warping truth, warping the word of God, and twisting it into something that feels good something that feels good for us. And, and we become subject to uh, pleasing, not only us, but trying to please others as well. And partly this text that I mentioned, he he sent me over a screenshot of a podcast um, that Lauren Daigle was on. If you guys are familiar with who Lauren Daigle is, she's a great, amazing singer, incredible worship songs, but she was on a podcast recently and she was asked specifically about abortion laws in, in her state. I don't even know what state she lives in, Uh, but she was asked what her thought was on her state's abortion laws. And her response was that she didn't know and that she couldn't comment on on it. Then it goes on to say that this wasn't the first time that she's chosen not to address these hot button cultural issues. We discuss the ongoing trend of Christians believing that God is too harsh and mean, so they they try to downplay it and I'm not going to go on and on, but guys, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is my buddy's response. He's like, remember we were talking about this. He said, everybody knows that to stand against the secular revolution is to lose your credibility, to, to possibly lose your job and opportunities. And it's getting harder to find those who are willing to give it all away for the pearl of great price. And I think guys, this is it was so dead on, this is so dead on. This was my, my response uh, when he sent me this. I'm just going to read this because in the moment I'm on the airplane and I'm just like, this just came to me. And I was, I said, those willing to stand for truth and not back down or sidestep hard conversations will undoubtedly experience backlash. They'll lose followers and ultimately money. The weak minded justification as to not turn people off or away is, is foolishness. I, 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 it is foolishness guys. It's not love at all. The enemy, as I mentioned before, this is just what I typed. The enemy has been effective at warping the believer's mind with this thought process. And I, I believe, I know that it is ultimately the fear of the Lord that will win these people's souls. I believe those that are willing to stand for truth to risk it all are the ones that God is calling into greater spheres of influence will we experience persecution if we can even call that in 2023 America like really are are we i mean we live such this cotton candy life here it's it's remarkable so if we even call it persecution of losing followers, losing opportunities of of money, somebody's not going to buy my 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 album or something along those lines, or even even us in the King's Council, like uh, w- will people not uh, want us to be a part of helping them coach business or something because of this? So be it. It's going to happen. We we are we have to stand for something or die for nothing. I know you guys have heard that. And will it be worth it? I said absolutely. No question, and then I follow up with Matthew 12, uh, verse 30. Matthew 12, verse 30 says this: Guys, whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. As followers of Christ, we it is our responsibility to stand for truth. Okay, it's it's not about uh, being right or even being accepted right? And and this is, I think the the justification in a lot of these, these influential people's lives is that they don't want to turn people away. They don't want to, uh, um, offend them, right? And, and, and even as, as large church leaders, they, they start to justify it and they, they begin to even swim out of this, this world of, of grace, right? Does, does Jesus like you know, it's God's grace. It's, it's so wonderful. And yes, it absolutely is. Does Jesus provide us grace? Yes, but it should not go without the accompaniment of the fear of the Lord. Okay? Because the, the truth in the Bible, it, it is multi dimensional and it needs to be held in, in the right tension, right? Understand this. It, the, the, there, there is, grace. There is love. God is love. Yes. But that doesn't mean that he just accepts everything nor, nor should we as humans. Right. And this is what I think the misunderstanding of grace is right. The, the misunderstanding of grace. It, it's like, it's a way for us to, to rationalize and even actually what I think the enemy has done is weaponize wrong. Weaponize wrongdoing. The grace of God is actually what what, what the grace of God actually is, guys, is, is what God, when he gives us what we do not deserve after we have understood mercy. Okay, and mercy is this mercy is is not giving us what we deserve. Hey guys, if you're digging this content and you'd like to be a part of our community of kingdom entrepreneurs, then text the word KING to 727-472-3860. We host virtual and in-person get-togethers with the focus of building community to advance the kingdom through wealth creation and financial stewardship. So if you're looking for this type of tribe and the resources to do so, then step into your true calling by texting the word king to seven, two, seven, four, seven, two, three, eight, six, zero. I'm going to say this again, the grace of God, the grace of God gives us what we do not deserve after we have understood mercy. Okay. After we've understood mercy, which is not giving us what we deserve truly what God's grace is, is actually it's enabling and empowering within us to do what is right and not to excuse what is wrong. That is the grace of God, guys. See, when there is wrong going on, it's not good enough for us just to say, oh, well, right. Or what are you going to do as believers? I hear this a lot. Like, what are you going to do? You know, there is a lot that can be done. Part of in, in uh, the 2020 debacle, part of the, the birthing of the King's Council was that like there, I cannot leave the earth the way that it is. But immediately I'm like, what am I going to do about it? I, who am I? I'm just a, you know, I, I've I've run some businesses. I I do sales and marketing. What am I? What can I do about it? And as quickly, I know you guys have heard this as quickly as I had that thought, I heard God say, If not you, then who? If not you, then who? And I know that he's been saying that to some of you listening to this right now. And this is a call to arms of stepping up and fighting for what is truth. Not even in in the marketplace. Yes, absolutely. But I'm talking about within the church, within the body of Christ as believers. I was reading this a a few days ago uh, and a quote came up from William Booth. William Booth said this, the chief danger that confronts the coming century will be religion without the Holy ghost. It'll be Christianity without Christ. It'll be forgiveness without repentance. It'll be salvation without regeneration politics without God and a heaven without hell, man, this is what it all boils down to guys. Solely my own opinion on this, but I think the Bible has a lot to back this up. The church itself, us as individuals, how we continue to to grow in our relationship with our our Creator, to continually take territory, His kingdom come on this earth. Yes, is there? Do we do this through the love of God? Yes. Matthew 6, 33, we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be done unto us. Is there love included in that? Yes, but there is a a fear of the Lord that I believe is missing in the church today. The holy reverence for God a a holy reverence an understanding of who he is. When we no longer have this fear Fear of the Lord, what I believe has been lost through the, the church uh, in, in America, at least that that feeling or that 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 reverence will be overtaken. Our hearts will be overtaken by something else. And it, that it's ultimately it dulls the light it, that that we are called to be, the salt of the earth that we are called to be, and it's it's filled with things like the fear of man right? Or the the need to please other people. The need to please other people is inversely proportionate to the fear of God. The more you want to please others, or even be seen as as the nice guy in the situation, because you don't want to be offensive to anybody. The more that we do that, the less we fear God the more that you want to be accepted or 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 right the more that we do that r- rather than actually upholding truth the less we will fear god and the more we value ourselves uh, our, our thoughts the more we we, we want to c- c- continue to strive for influence uh because we think then uh we can we can then maybe even convert people to christ like it, the more that we value that more then the fear of, of the Lord is when things get twisted. And a lot of, a lot of people argue that, with, and I think this again is what has happened in the church is that we should focus on, on the love of God, which is, there is such an incredible, uh, the love of Christ is so incredible. It's, it's, uh, it's more than we can even possibly comprehend, but I think we have to understand what love actually is. Right. And we're only when we're only focusing on on what the world calls love rather than what love truly is, which included within that is this holy reverence, this fear of God. Again, it's multidimensional truth is multidimensional within the Bible without this holy reverence and the fear of God. I don't think we can actually truly love others. Right. We we we. I really truly don't. And Jesus actually said this. Jesus actually said, if you love me, you will obey my commands. If you love me, you will obey my commands. And I know John Bevere has been, has, I don't know if he's been like on tour talking about this or, or, but I've watched a few sermons with him. uh, And I think this was a podcast that I was listening to with him. Um, And he was asked, uh, he was interviewing, he's he's been talking a ton about the fear of the Lord. um, And he interviewed a very famous, uh, you know, once famous evangelist. He left unnamed, um, but this once famous evangelist who actually fell into adultery, right. And was, uh, having an affair. Um, and he did a lot of stupid stuff (laughs) from what it sounded like, but John asked him specifically, he said, when was it that you actually fell out of love for Jesus? Like what, at what point did you, did you, no longer love Jesus. So that then caused you to go do these things is essentially like what the, the assumption was. And this was the gentleman's response. He said, Oh, I I never lost my love for Jesus. I loved him very much. The problem was I lost the fear of God. How many of us in our daily junk, our daily sin, uh, just the the lives we live. How many of us think, "Yes, I love Jesus. I love you. I love you. I love you," yet continue to selfishly still fall into sin and and still do the crap that we do because we think well I get to thank God for grace so uh maybe it's like uh, pornography for some or maybe it's 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 uh, uh flirting with other people you think it's uh you know not that big of deal if even if you're you're married right uh, or it's um uh, uh, if you're running your business and it's well this is how I have to be a little shady essentially like I have to I I I don't need integrity in this area because that's a lot. That's what allows me to, to grow our business and, and, create revenue. Um, and then what I do with that is, you know, I can, I can love others with like, it, understand back to this multi dimensional, like that is a, a, a slippery slope that we can, we love Jesus with all of our heart. But if there is not a holy, healthy fear of the Lord in your life, that's where the enemy will get in. And that's where he will, he will twist things. And if we give him any sort of foothold, he'll continue to work it and work it and left undone, left untreated. Uh, our will is only so strong. And I want to understand what the fear of the Lord, the fear of God isn't being afraid. It's not being scared of him. It's, it's reverence. It's honor. It's, it's a deep respect, a deep respect that ultimately results in obedience to his word. That's what the fear of the Lord is. It's not that I'm scared or I'm afraid, but when we understand God, who he is, what he has done there's a holy reverence that takes place and that honor and that deep respect that ultimately draws us to repentance it's this kindness that draws us to repentance that ultimately then results in obedience to his word i'm going to end with a couple of scriptures guys isaiah chapter 11 verse 2 and 3 says the spirit of the lord will rest on him the spirit of wisdom and of understanding the spirit of counsel and of might the spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He will delight in the fear of the Lord. And Proverbs 14 verse 27 says this, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. Are we called to love? Yes, you better believe it. God is love. Right, and we are called to love others. Uh, we love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Right, and then we are called to love others. But we have to have an understanding of what love actually is. It isn't just an acceptance. Right, how, uh, even how you parent your your kiddos. It's not just like you give them everything they want because you love them. If you do, you find out that you raise some piece of crap kids. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it, you. There is a a a way to love that isn't just accepting whatever they whatever they want, right? Because our heart is carnal; it is it is it, the things we want aren't what's best for us, right? Whether this is uh, what we see just going on in the marketplace. So yes, are we called to love everybody? But it is the fear of the Lord, ultimately, the, uh, the that holy reverence that we have that we can be convicted of to stand for truth in the world. When, when, when literally the upside down world that we're living in is, is happening when they're calling, uh, uh, uh l- essentially what love is, is not love. It's not acceptance. It is, there is correction. There is discipline that comes into play if we truly love people. And if we love them and have this holy, healthy reverence for the Lord, that I believe is what's going to draw people specifically as I'm talking about the church itself, especially here in America, drawing the church back to its first love, but understanding what that love actually truly is. I started this out calling this ignorance is not bliss. It's not if if we just want to continue to flow through life, choosing not to to pay attention to what's going on because it's it's overwhelming or it's too much for us, understand that it, I believe it is our responsibility as leaders in the Christian community in the church to get a, a wholly healthy understanding of what truth actually is by spending time in the Word of God diving into it, not just reading it, but actually meditating on it, going deep into the the original uh, Hebrew or the original Greek, understanding what the words actually meant, right? Not truncating or twisting these scriptures to fit our agenda or what we're hoping to do, but truly getting into the word of God so that you know truth, so that you can be a light In the earth, you can be salt in the earth. You can be an ambassador for Christ. And the only way that you can do that is if you know him, you know, the living, breathing word of God, not just as a, as knowledge, knowing about him, but it's actually knowing him. And I encourage you to do this. Uh, we're going to be doing more and more of this throughout the King's Council community. Uh, some exciting announcements. Uh, 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 Josh Latimer is has has come on board with us to really lead the business coaching side of of the King's Council, which is unbelievable. The guy is has. Has done an incredible um, uh, job creating millionaires, uh, you know, self-employed, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs. Uh, He's created over 100 millionaires through his business coaching programs, and um, and that's allowing me to uh, really focus on on leading um uh leading the I call it more the ministry side of this, uh as far as uh having uh, small groups, um, having true Bible studies, uh, which is just something that I'm so stinking excited to do. Uh so if you are a kingdom entrepreneur and you have not yet uh joined our community, I'm gonna encourage you to just text the word King, K-I-N-G to seven, two, seven, four, seven, two, three, eight, six, zero. At the very least, we're gonna get you a part of the community. So, you know, the different things that we've got going on um, and most all of this, guys, is, is is virtual. I'm talking like over Zoom meetings and our Facebook groups, uh, multiple groups that are going to be meeting here um, on, a, on a regular basis in the in the upcoming future here. So stay in the know again, text the word King uh, 727-472-3860. And that way we can stay in touch with you guys moving forward. Remember, ignorance is not bliss. It is up to you. The responsibility is up to you to, to learn and understand truth so that you can do what we are called to do. I love you guys. I'll see you on the next episode. Hey guys, if you're digging our content and want more, then join our community at joinkingscouncil.com or simply text the word KING to 727-472-3860.